Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, could the Hawks be telling us that John Collins is going to be here? We will talk to our Locked On Braves postcast host, Grant McCulley. And was LeBron James misinterpreted about what he said? It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome you into this Wednesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Find Locked on Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Of course, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us. Give us a five-star review. And give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Maybe I'm reading too much into some comments here over this summer league. So the Hawks obviously are out in Las Vegas right now in the middle of their summer league. And remember way, way back when, when the blue check Mark media swore up and down that John Collins was going to get traded on draft night. And then when that narrative didn't happen, it's well, well, they've been having discussions, but, but at some point, John is going to get moved. He, he, he's going to get traded for sure. Okay. So again, that might, could still happen. But I want you to listen to, and I'm going to read you a couple of comments from both Nate McMillan and Landry Fields, the general manager. So Nate McMillan out in Las Vegas during one of the games uh, out there was talking about the idea of what John Collins, you know, is right now to this team, right? I mean, he was, he was asked about what he means. And what Nate McMillan was talking about is the idea that he said John Collins was hurt during the playoffs. And by the way, this is during the broadcast. Okay. John Collins was hurt during the playoffs. So it really put a lot of pressure on Trey to do a lot for us. Adding Murray to our lineup. That's really going to help us. It gives us another option out there with Trey and John Collins. Now, does that sound like a man who is ready to move on from John Collins. Does that sound like a head coach who doesn't expect one of his players to be here? Again, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm the one who's misinterpreting and things like that. I get it. I understand. Then I also want to read you a comment from Landry Fields, who was, again, part of the NBA's broadcast coverage. And, of course, they're, you know, right now talking to everybody out there. He was asked the question, quote, how do you look at John Collins philosophically while weighing his long-term fit and value versus what that can bring in a trade? Here's his answer. Quote, I always get asked that question one way or the other. John is a valuable player. If you're building a roster with any team and you're looking at how you can get better, teams often think this way. While the Hawks have a really good player that makes a certain amount of dollars and that works for what they're trying to do. So there are a bunch of concepts they're going to throw our way and say, what do you think of John? The truth of the matter is that John Collins is still on the Hawks. We still have value in him too. This isn't one of those, we have to get off John. That's absurd. There's a misinterpretation of that. You always think of the player from that standpoint because he is constantly in talks. Hmm. Does that sound like a guy who's ready to move on? Now, look, 
this could all be smoke screens, right? Because again, the blue checkmark media has sworn up and down to me that John Collins won't be here. That doesn't matter about reading the tea leaves. And once the blue checkmark media puts that narrative out there, he has to be gone, right? So I'm going to bring this up to you in just a second about what my thoughts are. But first, let me talk to you about my friends over at betonline.net. They are sponsoring the show with us today. Your number one source for all of your betting needs and all of your sports information. It is a easy to use. Get your mobile device. You're looking to try to make some bets right now. Baseball season in full swing. Every day we got games going on. You got the Open coming up. You got MMA. You got boxing. You got everything going on right now in the world of sports that you could still bet on every day. BetOnline.net is your best source. Find your sports information, your league reviews, news, everything that you can want right at your fingertips. Want wagering information? You want live betting, eSports scores? Everything is available at BetOnline.net. It's your best spot for all of your scores, podcasts, and news of the season. So here's what I want you to do. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about some of the trends and get in on the action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. So this is my thought, that if they got an offer that blew their socks out of the water for John Collins, because they've also made it very clear that they are not moving on from John Collins unless they get what they think is a good value to them or, as they use their, their quote, ready to win now players. So this whole narrative about they oh, oh well they, they they have to trade John Collins don't you understand you 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 can't put him in that many rumors and and mentions and and keep him around but but I keep going back to the idea of I haven't heard a peep not a peep I work for the flagship station of Atlanta Hawks we talk to people we have the GM on the station we have the team president on the station I hear from all kinds of Hawks related people in their organization we hear from players we hear from coaches. We are from the GM. I haven't heard a peep, not a peep, about the idea of John Collins' camp wants him out of Atlanta. John Collins and his camp came to Tony Ressler, Travis Schlenk, Landry Fields, Steve Coonan, take your pick of the name, and said, I want out of Atlanta. We, we heard the reports that Kevin Durant went to the ownership group and said, I want to trade. We haven't heard that at all. And I'm of the mindset that He's not going to get traded. And I am going to believe in what the head coach and the general manager in the quotes that I just read you. Again, do I think that if there is a deal on the table that completely knocks their socks off, whether that's Durant or whatever? Sure. I, I think that they're John Collins is not an untradeable part of the Atlanta Hawks. He's not so valuable to the Atlanta Hawks that there's no way. I mean, there's two guys right now. That's Trey Young, and that's the guy who they just picked up in DeJounte Murray. Right now, those two guys are locked in for sure. But if there is a deal that would come along that would knock their socks off, sure, they would listen and probably make a move for it. But I don't think that deal is out there. And I don't think that they are actively hoping to just make a move. Again, when I hear names like Harrison Barnes, is that moving the meter? Is that the kind of deal that we're talking about? If they, if the Hawks did trade for a Harrison Barnes and involved Collins in it, okay, then I'll believe the idea of they don't want John Collins at no matter what. I don't get that sense. 
and your head coach dropped a little nugget the other day. Your GM drops another little nugget. And by the way, not th- this is not from weeks ago. This is literally in the last day or so here. They were they were playing out in Las Vegas in the NBA Summer League, and literally both guys brought those comments out there. So I know the blue checkmark media, they don't ever get anything wrong, right? Or let me say, at least if they do get something wrong, they're never going to admit to it. I know it's, you know, the blue checkmark media can do the lombada and they can do the hokey pokey and they can, you know, do all these little dances and all their kind of stuff and they can spin their little narratives and it can go from, well, well, he may not get traded draft night, but he's going to get traded. Then it could be, well, the Hawks didn't get the offer that they really wanted. Okay. Or, and hear me out, or, or maybe the Hawks really aren't as excited about the idea of moving on from John Collins, and maybe they actually want him. Maybe they actually would like him. Again, sure, just about every player, if you get the right deal, could be involved in something. But maybe based upon what the head coach is saying, maybe based upon what the general manager is saying, could it be that potentially, I know it's crazy talk, that the blue checkmark media maybe hasn't been right about this? And maybe the Hawks value John Collins more than what they're being led to believe, maybe more than what is expected. Maybe that John Collins is in their plans and they're going to try to build with him instead of without him. All right, when we come back, we will talk to our Locked on Braves podcast host, Grant McCulley, as the Braves look to take two out of three from the division-leading New York Mets. It's up next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Find us in the search browser, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe to our page. Leave us a comment if you would. Free and available to on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Five-star review is there. And, of course, as always, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Hey, I want to tell you real quick here before we talk to our buddy Grant McCulley about BlueNow.com. It is your place to get all of your online jewelry. Look, if you have an engagement coming up, I know it's summertime. People are in love, right? You're getting ready. You want to maybe pop the question to you. BlueNow.com is the place to go. You can check out and build the engagement ring of her dreams there at BlueNow.com. One simple online tool that lets you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelry will handcraft a perfect engagement ring for her. Each ring is obviously one of a kind. Maybe you're not getting engaged. Maybe it's just an anniversary, a celebration, whatever like that. Life special moments with fine jewelry. Looking for it. You want to talk to somebody. You want to figure out what the best gift is. They have experts on hand 24-7 for you at BlueNow.com. And right now we have a special offer for our Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners. You get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. If you use the code locked on, use the code locked on L O C K E D O N at bluenow.com. Every order is insured, ships free, and it arrives in a discreet package. So she's not going to know what's going on with it. You're not going to give anything away. Bluenow.com is the place to go to get all of your jewelry and use that code locked on to get $50 off your $500 purchase. We bring into the show my good friend Grant McCulley. He, of course, part of the Locked On Braves postcast show. You can follow Grant on Twitter at Grant McCulley. And Grant, you know, I'm not trying to overhype what this Mets series is, but certainly the season is going to be dictated by 
how this team plays against the New York Mets. I do think it is important to try to win this and protect home field advantage and just remind the Mets of who the big boys are on the block in this division. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a team that won the division four consecutive years and won the World Series last year. So if they need a reminder, I'm sure the Braves can come up with one. And we're also talking about a season series that has not even come close to being decided. The Braves and Mets split a four-game set in New York. They have split the first couple of games here in Atlanta. And they've got, what, 12 more battles between these two teams after Wednesday's finale. So there's a lot still to be decided over the final 70-plus games of the Major League Baseball season. We got the trade deadline coming up. There's all kinds of different storylines that are going to be tied into the Braves and the Mets battling it out for NLE supremacy in 2022. But, you know, even once that's decided, then you get into October, then the real games begin. So we'll see how it all plays out for both these clubs. Strider last night, uh, only one run, eight strikeouts and four and two thirds did not get the win. But, you know, it's become the big question that that people are talking about. Okay, there's a camp that says, hey, just pitch him till his arm falls off. You know, he's young and all that good kind of stuff. Then there's the camp that says, oh, we got to baby him and all this. I I know probably you and I kind of fall in between the middle. Where do you think realistically? Do you think it's an innings thing? Do you think it's that they're going to monitor pitch counts? How do you think they handle Strider moving through the rest of the season? Yeah, I talked to Brian Snicker about this last week or on this homestand. And, you know, it's not about shutting him down a la Steven Strasburg or trying to come up with an artificial innings limit that's going to guarantee that you never get tired or you never run into an injury. Like that kind of thing doesn't exist. And we've seen kind of the extreme of, of both where, you know, maybe you push a guy too hard and maybe it becomes an issue. But I think if you manage the workload as you go along throughout the season, and give him time if he does need time and just kind of, you know, talk to the pitcher and he listens to his arm. I think that he's going to be able to pitch as well as he needs to for as much as he needs to throughout the course of the season. We're not asking the guy to go out there and throw eight, nine innings every time. The days of 10, 12, 15 or more complete games are long since over. So having Spencer Strider out there every fifth day is something that makes the Braves a better team. And they're going to pursue that as long as they possibly can. And if anything, John, if you think about it, Maybe that time he spent in the bullpen early in the season kind of gives him a little bit more leeway as you get deeper into the year because he's going to set, if he's healthy, a career high in innings pitched in his professional career and throw more innings than he's ever thrown in a collegiate season either. But maybe that's something that kind of helped him ramp up this year. And now that he's in rotation, you're happy he's there and see how far he can carry it. Wonder if maybe the decision about postseason, about whether or not he's going to pitch himself into a starting spot or if you want a guy coming out of the bullpen with a hundred mile an hour stuff, you know, I mean, that's what I think is going to be the real fascinating thing is what kind of role Strider may have when we get to the postseason this year. If the Braves have their full assortment of relief pitchers, I don't think that you need to make the reaction of, you know, feeling like, Hey, well, Spencer Strider needs to move back into the bullpen simply because he throws hard. I mean, he does throw hard, but he does carry his velocity throughout his starts as well. So I'm not, especially worried about that. But if you line up the way that the Braves pitchers have have done this year and how things have gone this season, I mean, you have to feel pretty good about Spencer Strider, you know, after Max Fried and after Kyle Wright, and I know Charlie Morton's really come on the last five or so weeks, but Ian Anderson's kind of been up and down all year long, been a little bit enigmatic. And I know Ian, a lot of his most success of his young big league career is in the postseason, but I got a hard time not giving Spencer Strider the opportunity to help me win games and to, to be an impact arm in the rotation more so than just limiting him to being a bullpen piece at this point. And I think that he continues to go out there and give you reasons why. And so 
at the moment, if the postseason started tomorrow, which I can assure you it does not, you know, Spencer Strider's the guy that I'd be looking to get starts in postseason series. Ronald Acuna Jr., a little bit of struggles here of late. It, 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 some of it is the optics, right? I mean, a couple of these defensive plays here of late. Is there anything in to read into it? Anything that you're seeing, you know, from Ronnie where he's struggling or anything like that? Or just like every major league player, is it just a little bit of a rough patch right now for him? Yeah, I mean, you go through it some. The defense has been questionable in a couple of times, and in particular that, that play that was not made on Francisco Lindor's triple in the second game of the Mets series. That was not a great time to you know give up an extra base. Now Lindor got stranded, so you didn't have to you know look at it and, and say, okay, well you gave him an extra run. That run was going to score on that base hit anyway, so that wasn't any any part of the question. And I feel like if you look at the overall body of work for Ronald Acuna Jr., I feel like it's going to be there by year end. But he is kind of going through it right now, and that's just something that big league players do go through. I looked up last twenty four games coming into. Wednesday's finale against the Mets, hitting just 211, OPS down around 600, only four extra base hits in the last 24 games as well. We saw him get real emotional and excited about that home run against Washington. You simply want to see more of those. He's hit the ball hard and not been rewarded some here lately on this homestand, and hopefully if he continues hitting the ball hard, he's going to find some spots for some base hits. And more importantly for Ronald Acuna Jr., I think what we've come to expect, a lot of home runs that uh, go a very, very long way. Grant, um, you know when we look at when we look at where the Braves are right now offensively. By and large, this team has really made a big jump here in the last several weeks. Obviously, Olson has found his long ball stroke. You're getting big contributions out of Austin Riley. You think the Braves' offense has by and large hit their stride? I mean, is this more of what we kind of expected the Braves' offense to be for this season? I think it is. I mean, you're getting a career year out of Dansby Swanson. You're getting what you came to expect out of Austin Riley. I think Matt Olson still has another gear. And we just talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. He hasn't gone on one of those prodigious tears where for a couple or three weeks, you just can't seem to find a way to get this guy out. After that, I think as you look up and down the Braves lineup, there have been some opportunities for other guys to step up. The Braves catching duo of Travis Darno and William Contreras. Well, they're both all-stars and for, for good reason, because if you put what they've done behind the plate offensively together, they have put up the best numbers of any catching tandem in all of Major League Baseball. The Braves getting big-time production from behind the plate, and you really haven't gotten a lot out of Ozzie Albies because before he got hurt, he had not hit his stride either. So I don't know if I would say that the Braves have necessarily you know, hit full gear. I know Michael Harris the second has helped at the bottom of the order being able to kind of set the tone a little bit down there and set the table for the top guys. But, you know, there's still, I think, a, another level for this Braves offense to find, which should be pretty scary for a team that's leading the National League in home runs and that's been on a pretty good tear, an extended run for the last seven weeks. Riley, the most egregious guy left off the Braves for the All-Star team. I mean, seems like, you know, and I understand, look, Machado and, and Arenado are having terrific seasons. I mean, it, it's, it's not a knock on Riley to say that he hasn't maybe – had some of what they have had this year, but he's had a good enough season that you would figure he should be on the all-star team. Yeah, he has. I think if anything, he might be getting hurt by the fact that there are five Braves already on the all-star team. And it's very difficult to get beyond that number, typically even for the defending world champions. But Austin Riley is a huge reason the Braves are the defending world champions. He's a huge reason why they've closed in on the Mets for first place in the national league East again this year. And he's on pace for 40-plus doubles and a career high in home runs. He had 33 homers last year, John. He's already at 24 home runs, and we're still, what, four or five games away from the All-Star right. break. So to say that he hasn't made strides this year 
you know, would would be, you know, grossly uh, negligent in, in my book. I mean, he's going to set a lot of career highs this year as far as his weighted, uh, weighted runs created. That's way up from last year. As far as his wins above replacement, that's way up from last year. And again, we're talking about a guy that I felt like should have been in the top five for MVP consideration last year. So there is another level to his game, and I would love to see him get that recognition. And we'll see over the next few days if somebody does have to bow out, can't play in the game, if somehow they're able to get Austin Riley in there with his teammates, because I feel like he deserves that recognition, not just for what he did last year, but for what he continues to do this year for being a big reason why the Braves are the team they are. Last thing for you, Grant. I love the Cano signing. Gives you a chance to maybe platoon at second base with RC. I think Snicker kind of talked a little bit about that. You've got no risk involved in this. I mean, it's a low-level deal and stuff like that. And you got a veteran. I mean, you know, you got a veteran that if he can come in and do anything, and we've seen Double A make these reclamation projects, right? Solaire wasn't doing anything in Kansas City before they brought him over last year. Rosario had done nothing basically for the Indians. I love this signing. I mean, I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense to bring a guy like this in and see what you got for no risk. I agree. And it costs you nothing. And if it doesn't work, you move it along and you try the next thing. And you already have Orlando Arcia in-house. But you know, since Ozzy Albies has been hurt, offensively speaking, the Braves haven't gotten much out of second base. And I know that Ozzy had again not been having the kind of season that we've become accustomed to see from him and get from him uh, over the course of the first couple of months either. But, you know, I think you had to try something. And the Braves have been looking to find ways to get some left-handed bats into their very right-handed heavy lineup. Having Eddie Rosario back helps. But getting Robinson Cano in, a guy that has been through, you know, a a lot in his 17-year big league career, a guy that has a very big resume. And I know that, you know, he's not the same guy he was even four or five years ago. But I do think that there's still some value there. And you saw in the first game, you know, a couple of line drives that were about 110, 112 miles an hour off the bat. So the bat speed's there. And if that's there, I think that it's worth figuring out what you got. He made a couple of nice plays around the bag. And if, if you can catch lightning in a bottle there and the way he was hitting in AAA makes you feel like he's got a little bit left in the tank, a little bit of tread still on that tire. If you're the Braves, why not try it out? You're not having to pay the $24 million or whatever it is he's making this year. So I, I do like that signing. And again, it's, it's a guy that I think has been a lot of places, knows how to win, and bringing him into that clubhouse I don't think is a bad thing either. Check him out nightly, free and available on our YouTube page, all your favorite podcast platforms, Locked on Braves postcast. He is Grant McCulley, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Grant McCulley. As always, Grant, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, with me here, and uh, continued success as uh, we get back, hopefully, to first place here very, very sooner than later. Yeah, thanks, John. Look forward to doing it again soon. It is hitting hard with John Chuck. We will be back and talking a little bit about LeBron James up next on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Find Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment if you would. We're also free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review when you download us. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. When I read the headline initially of what LeBron James said, I was also in the camp of saying, okay, what is he really talking about here? And I'll say that this is a cautionary tale about not just getting the headline and the clickbait and everything else about it, okay? So LeBron James in his in his new podcast that he's, that he's got coming out, right? He's got, he's got his show on YouTube, The Shop, Uninterrupted, right? That's the name of his, his podcast that he's got going on right now. 
But he said on there in the trailer for his latest episode and talking about the Brittany Griner situation, quote, now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Now, again, the headline didn't kind of explain it that way, but that's what everybody's run with this idea and this narrative now. All the blue checkmark media, all the bloggers, all the guys that are out there in the world of media folks, okay? We're like, oh, Le- LeBron James says that Brittany Griner doesn't want to come back to America or shouldn't come back to America, or why would she want to come back? Okay, context. Eric Bischoff, guy I've had a chance to talk to a few times, always has this saying, context is king, putting it into context. When I read the full quote from LeBron James, and again, he had to go on and explain why, you know, clarifying his statements, he put a tweet out that said, quote, my comments on the shop regarding Brittany Griner wasn't knocking our beautiful country. I was simply saying how she's probably feeling emotionally along with so other emotions, thoughts, et cetera, inside that cage she's been in for over 100 days, long story short, hashtag bring her own. I get it. I understand. And I understand that LeBron James is one of the more polarizing athletes in our society today. Look, I have some of my issues with LeBron James. And by the way, I literally grew up 20 miles from LeBron James, okay? He's from Akron, Ohio. I'm from Canton, Ohio. I, I literally grew up in that part of the world. So I'm a big LeBron James fan. Love LeBron, love what he's meant to the NBA, all this, that, and the other. I get it. And there are things I disagree with about LeBron, you know, but he's a businessman. I understand the China thing and this, that, and the other. And again, he says some kooky things that I at times scratch my head on. But when I read the quotes and what he had to say about the situation, I knew exactly what he was talking about. But people took it literal. Oh, well, Brittany Griner. She, he's saying that she probably wouldn't want to come back to America. Now, look, I know Brittany Griner didn't want to stand for the anthem, and they, she said that they shouldn't play the anthem. I get all that. And it's easy to have those platforms when you stand in America and you can say all those things because she couldn't say those things where she's at right now, could she? So I get all of that. I understand it. But context. There has to be some context. It's easy to sling arrows at LeBron for what he said when you start to get into the literal words, when I take everything literally, I didn't take what he said literally. I didn't take what his words were as, oh, well, he's saying Brittany Griner. No, what he's saying is because of the situation and how long this thing is drug on and the fact that even to be involved in a prisoner swap that we're talking about, she has to plead guilty and then get the government involved in all of it. It was, again, I'm having to go into this long explanation about something that truthfully wasn't as hard as what this should be. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second, but let me tell you about my friends over at Coffee AM. They are sponsoring the show today. You know how I feel about these folks. I absolutely love the product line. CoffeeAM.com is your place to go to get the best small batch coffee brewer in America right here in the state of Georgia. They are in Canton, Georgia, the best online coffee company. I want you to go to coffeeam.com and check out their wide line of coffees, teas. You like lighter roast, dark roast. You like flavored coffees. 
They have everything. And I'm telling you, when I opened up that care package that they sent me, brother, that aroma and that scent just filled up the room. And I'm telling you, it was heaven on earth. You know me, I can't survive without my coffee every day. So I want you to go to coffeeam.com. I want you to check out what they've got going on over there. And even better is we have an offer for our Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners out there. Okay. You go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Put your order together. Check out what they've got going on. Coffees, teas, gift sets, everything available to you. When you put together that first order at coffeeam.com backslash locked on, I want you to use the code locked on L O C K E D O N L O C K E D O N as the coupon code at checkout. And when you do that, you're going to get 15% off that first order, 15% off that first order by using the code locked on L O C K E D O N at checkout. Great selection, great product. You're going to love these guys. They're local to the Atlanta area. Coffee AM is the best small batch roaster in America. Use that code locked on at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. So as I was saying, look, I understand that the people that don't like LeBron will never like what LeBron says, but it isn't really hard to kind of sort out what he meant and what he said out there. Maybe he didn't say it in the most eloquent way, but again, I'm not even going to hold that against him because I understood when I read the context of the comment. Does Brittany Griner want to come back to America? Does she feel like, you know, I'm sure in some ways she feels like America has abandoned her. And a lot of people probably told her, you know, if this was LeBron, they'd already have him back or whatever. Okay, I get it. But <laughs> I don't think that she's saying that she would rather, he's saying that she would probably think right now she'd rather be in some jail cell than be in America playing basketball. I don't think, but that's what the blue checkmark media, that's the narrative that gets spun, right? When we have somebody that we don't like, okay? There's somebody you don't like, whether it's LeBron, Brittany Griner, whatever like that. We spin the words that somebody says to make it mean what we want it to mean. And we try to use that against them, okay? I understand what LeBron is saying. Right now, she's going through a million emotions Right now, she's not sure about where she's going to end up, what's going to happen, okay? And she's probably saying, okay, what do I have to do to get the government involved? What do I have to do to get the president involved? What can I do to make this happen? And by the way, she probably has no idea what the news narrative or the cycle is or the idea of prisoner swaps or any kind of crazy narrative or thing like that. Right now, she's just trying to survive out there. But I understand what LeBron said. But again, since a lot of people don't like LeBron, it's easy to pull back on that string and fling those arrows at him and say, see, 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 without any context to it. And look, I understand professional athletes, it's a different world now for professional athletes than it was, say, 20 years ago when there was no social media, there were no platforms, there weren't different things available to these guys to express some of their opinions. Do I agree with all of their opinions? No. Do I feel like that they have a right to their opinions? Of course. It's the United States of America. What do you think I'm sitting here doing on this camera right now and this microphone? I'm talking to you all. I'm giving you my opinions about everything. And I know what some of you are going to say, well, well, he's a big fan of LeBron. He's not going to say anything bad about LeBron because he's a fan of LeBron. Yeah, I am a fan of LeBron. And I can be critical. I can be critical of people that I'm, I'm a fans of. But in this case, I don't think it's fair that people were going after LeBron James in taking his words too literal. I understood what he said. I understand the emotion that's involved in it. We all want Brittany Griner home, and we want to get this behind. 
But I can understand where he's saying, hey, maybe she feels like her country's abandoned her right now. I get all of that. But no, no, no. It can't be something as simple as that. We have to pull back on the string, fling the arrows, and shoot it like crazy at LeBron James and hope we can get, you know, 100 arrows shot into him whenever we can. All right, we appreciate you being here with Hitting Hard uh, with John Chuck. We're here on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Thanks for making us your first listen. We want you to make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports and, of course, the opinions you may not like, but you know that you've got to hear. Check him out free and available on our YouTube page. Also free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH. Three one six. We will be back with you tomorrow. This has been hitting hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta.